Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? It's so good to be with you here today. And uh, I'm excited to just share a little bit about what's on my heart. And uh, today I was just really meditating on, I'm always asked the Father, Father, what what should I share? (laughs) You know, and it's always just a little nugget of encouragement that has helped me in my journey that I want to pass along to you. But I was reflecting on uh, part of my testimony and also just a revelation from that that I want to share with others and I do share with people that I minister to that either helps them or their loved ones. But I wanna go back a little bit into my story today. For those of you that don't know, um, I went through a lot of trauma and um, you know verbal, physical, sexual abuse, abandonment, neglect, rejection, uh, you know, in a home filled with drugs and uh, just a lot of uh, chaos and turmoil. And so I uh, basically didn't know how to deal with that. And basically my life fell apart <laughs> later on after, you know, and it was, I continually believed lies about myself that I was a horrible person and that I was a burden and that there was something wrong with me. Um, you know, so it just, those lies really took a toll in my life. And later on, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, PTSD, anxiety disorder, and some just other things. And, you know, I was an alcoholic because I wanted to numb the pain that I was feeling. I also numbed the pain through self-injury. But that's one of the things I want to talk about. It wasn't just numbing the pain. I was punishing myself, you know, through that because of what I believed about myself. And so um, that cycle went on for I don't know how long. And, you know, I really tried to get my act together and clean myself up (laughs) so that I could have relationship with God. That's what I thought at the time that, you know, I had to get all the sin out of my life. I had to stop relapsing. I had to stop cutting. I had to stop being in fear or God wouldn't want to talk to me or have relationship or have good things planned for my life. So I believed that I had to earn God's love and God's blessings at the time. And how many of you know When you feel like God is mad at you or he's punishing you or causing bad things to happen to you based on your behavior, there's no peace to be found in that. So it just continued that cycle of shame and guilt and condemnation, which is what I want to talk about, which caused me to continually believe that I was a bad person, that I was defective, there was something wrong with me. Uh, I would always be that way, 
because, you know, they told me that all of that was incurable and that I'd be up and down for the rest of my life and suicidal thinking was normal, etc. So, but thank you, Jesus. I had some women that shared truth with me in the word of God that sparked hope and healing and just it's been an adventure ever since that that time and it's going on is it 16 years hold on uh 15 years i believe this is my 15th year of um you know healing and i'm just so grateful for for that and 15 years off medication antidepressants, antipsychotics, mood stabilizers, and the list goes on. And I just, I'm grateful to Jesus for that. But so what I want to share is that I really, um, I have talked about multiple times that my core, um, one of my core lies that tormented me throughout my childhood and even in my adult life and still tries to rear its ugly head and I have to remind myself, wait a minute, that's not my reality anymore, is fear of punishment. And, um, and so, you know, so that was a, a core belief in, in my life. And so, um, but also the self-hatred and thinking I was defective and there was something wrong with me. So just this whole thing, this whole cycle, what happened is going through all of that trauma and everything and feeling that way about myself and, and believing God felt that way about me, that he was mad at me and wanted to punish me and sabotage my life, which is so untrue. But anyway, I even, so even, you know, when I started, what happens is when you start to receive truth, and from the word of God and from people that share truth with you, you're, you start to go, wait a minute here. I'm not used to this. I'm used to chaos and turmoil. I need to sabotage the good things going on in my life so I can go back to what is familiar to me, which is, you know, chaos and turmoil and feeling bad about myself and hating myself and the list goes on. And so there are people out there that don't understand that, and, and this is for you or loved ones, um, that when they start to receive some truth, okay, um, related to mental illness healing, I'm talking, you know, Maybe they were diagnosed with, uh, you know, bipolar disorder or um, depression or schizophrenia, anything. But they start to receive truth and, and they start to heal and things, uh, you know, are starting to look up. All of a sudden, for some people, it will be like a relapse into drugs um, or whatever it is. Uh, you know, even if they have good relationships, they can sabotage those relationships because they don't deep down, they don't feel like they deserve good things in their life. They feel like they have to sabotage this. This is subconsciously most of the time, I believe they believe that they don't deserve good things, that they're not fundamentally a good person. And um, and that they have to, 
you know, uh, you know, ruin things that are going on in their lives. I mean, for some people, it could be quitting a job that was good. I mean, the list goes on. You know what that could be. But I, when I minister this to people, a lot of times there's a light bulb that goes off of, wait a minute, yes, that is what they are doing. And, and so I think there's this whole especially with people diagnosed with mental illness, people treat you as less than. People treat you like you're defective. People, you know, they, they, they feel they're afraid of you, okay? I've said this before in my thing, and that's the truth. People were afraid of me. And um, people that don't know that I've been healed, thank you, Jesus, they, I think they still are afraid of me and still cautious based on my past. And some people will never stop using your past against you. If you have a bad day, oh, well, you know, she used to be this and this and this. And you got to just stand against that stuff because you know what? The enemy will try to come in and he wants you to be in condemnation. He wants you to be in shame. He wants you to continue to believe that you don't deserve good things in your life. And that is just so untrue. And so I had to learn in these 15 years that, you know what, I was used to meditating on negative things and negativity. I was used to um, sabotaging things. I was used to not having things go good. And so I had to consciously and um, as a form of discipline in a way, go to the word of God and remind myself of the truths that I am loved. And this goes for you. I am loved. I am treasured. I am cherished. I am forgiven. There is no condemnation for me. Jesus came to give me an abundant life and it's based on him. It's not based on me. All of this is a free gift that we receive. We don't have to earn God's love. We don't have to earn his approval. We don't have to earn his blessings. We don't have to earn anything. We just say, thank you, Jesus. And as we, re we receive his life into us, we have everything that we, we need. And so um, how can you be a defective child of God, when you have Jesus living inside of you, think about that. <laughs> think about that. He loves you. He loves living his life through you. He didn't want to be without you. He went to the cross for you. He took your sins for you. He gave you the gift of right standing or righteousness, or that Greek word means divine approval. You are loved, you are accepted, and you are cherished. But if you've gone through a lot of that trauma and stuff, you might still be walking out of condemnation. And it's a process to renew your mind to the truths of God's word, that there is no condemnation for you, that God is not mad at you, that you deserve, uh, you, you deserve blessings because Jesus bought them for you. Um, and, and so we get what we don't deserve because of Jesus and he got what he didn't deserve. And that was all out of love. So basically you don't have to earn the blessings. You don't have to earn healing. You don't have to earn deliverance. You don't have to earn his love. 
You don't have to earn his peace. It is a gift that we receive. And we have to remember that we are spirit, soul, and body. And so everything, the life of Christ in us is our righteousness. The life of Christ in us is our healing. The life of Christ in us is our peace. But we still have this mind, will, and emotions in this body. Okay, but so this is talking about in our spirits, we are perfect, we are blameless, we are holy, we are full of healing, full of joy, but we need to renew our minds to that truth of our new identity. So those old patterns that come up, the Holy Spirit will help us to renew our minds. All we have to do is say, yes, I desire to change that truth. Help me, Jesus, to believe the truth. Uh, we have a part in it. We can either receive it or reject it. And so I want to share with you today, if you feel like, and I'm going to do some scriptures here. If you feel like when things are starting to go good in your life and, um, and, and, but then you all of a sudden something happens and some crisis happens and if you feel like, you know what, maybe I might have a little bit of that um, sabotage mentality punishing myself like I don't deserve good things in my life, I encourage you to um, pay attention to that. And when those thoughts try to come in, you have the power, you are the CEO of your thought life, you have the power to promote that thought or fire that thought and I encourage you to fire those thoughts and remind yourselves of the truth that um, Jeremiah 29, 11, God has good plans for you, your life. He has plans to prosper you and not harm you. And um, I want to read this verse too. Isaiah 54, 9 says, to me, this is like the days of Noah when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. God is not mad at you. I want you to say that out loud. God is not mad at me. Now say God is madly in love with me. And so it's important to remember that, you know, Jesus took care of everything that was wrong with us at the cross and and gave us everything that is right about us, which is his life in us. So he wants us to focus on what is right about us, not what is wrong with us. Now, when I was going through all those times of psychiatrist appointments and medication changings, cha changes and et cetera, I would constantly focus on what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me now? What's the next diagnosis I'm going to have? What's wrong with me? But Jesus wants you to focus on what is right about you in Christ. And God is relentless in reminding us what is right about us. So what is right about us is that, again, we have the life of Christ in us. We have healing, we have joy, we have peace, we are forgiven, we are righteous because of Jesus and receiving that gift. I mean, seriously, 
we got good news. We are jam-packed with good news. We are jam-packed with the life of Christ. We were dead. He made us alive. I mean, you know, there's nothing that beats that. But I wanted to, um, you know, read a, a couple of verses here. Okay, uh, going back to, I would always focus on what it was wrong with me. And when you have that sin consciousness and that defective, see the law is, by the way, the law is good and perfect and holy. There's nothing wrong with the law, but none of us could um, keep the law. You break one promise, you break them all. It says in James. So the law is perfect, but we could not, man could not uh, keep the law. Only Jesus came to fulfill the law on our behalf. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Why don't you just say, thank you, Jesus. But the law always showed us what was wrong with us. We were never good enough. We would always fall short. And so the law had a promise of blessings, but Israel could not keep the law. And so they had curses come upon them. Well, Jesus became a curse at the cross. He took care of the cross or the curse of the law that has been broken. Thank you, Jesus. And now Jesus doesn't want us to focus on sin consciousness, the law consciousness, because I know for my own self, when I focus on my, uh, you know, weaknesses or uh, whatever it is, um, you know, things I still struggle with. Guilt and condemnation comes in and depression and anxiety starts to, to try to, you know, tempt me into getting into that fear, just all those negative emotions. But when we focus on Jesus, and by the way, when I say weaknesses, he's our strength, <laughs> hundred percent. You know, there are weaknesses that I have, but I rely on his strength. Uh, but I'm talking about failures and stuff like that. But when we focus on God's love, God's grace, the fact that Jesus went to the cross just for you and me, if we would have been the only one on the earth, he would have gone just so that we could be free and he brought us into a new covenant with the father and we just say yes and we are in this new covenant which includes so much and god does not lie he does not break his promise god keeps every promise he makes now man doesn't man lies man does not keep their promises we've all been there hello um, but god does not lie he cannot lie and that is the good news. And we need, we need to read um, the word with the mentality that God does not lie. And if God does not lie and, you know, all the promises of God are yes and amen for us, that is good news. So I encourage you when those negative thoughts uh, of defectiveness, of unworthiness, of shame, of guilt, try to come and rob you of your peace and your joy. You go to your father, you go to the throne of grace 
and you say, Father, you know, thank you for reminding me who I am. Father, thank you for giving me a scripture to stand on and and to negate those lies. That's not the truth about me. Or just even reminding yourself, persuading your heart of the truth. Wait a minute here. Those are lies from the pit of hell, from, you know, the liar, the accuser, or our own heart. Our own heart can condemn us. But, you, but remind yourself of the truth. Wait a minute here. That's not my reality. I'm loved. I'm safe. I'm secure. I'm forgiven. I'm righteous. I'm full of peace. I'm full of joy. I'm full of Jesus. I'm full of power. And I have the power to say no to these thoughts because the Holy Spirit helps me in this. I mean, the list goes on. And so we need to remind ourselves of the truth. And that goes for all of us. And by the way, this is a lifelong, this is a way of living. This is living out our identity. You know, some people think, you know, that, you know, when you become a believer, you start getting this truth that, you know, your mind is all renewed. And if you have a negative thought, you're a defective Christian and the list goes on, or you'll never have to stand against sickness you know, and then sickness comes on and then you feel shame and guilt and you teach on healing. It's like, no, we got to say no to that. Um, there are trials that happen in this life and it doesn't, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, that something happens. There was something wrong with the world, you know, when sin entered and disease entered because of the fall. But now Thank you, Jesus. Jesus redeemed us from all of that. And we just, we're, re, we're renewing our minds to that truth every day. So again, give yourself grace in your journey. You can do it. God will help you. But what is important is not staying and dwelling on those negative thoughts that bring negative emotions, like very overcoming negative emotions. So I just encourage you, like I do myself, sometimes it's like, okay, what's going on here? You know, like, why am I feeling this way? What? Oh, yeah. You know, I think I was, I was believing this lie or I was thinking about this and that brought it on, you know, and, and sometimes we just don't know and that's okay. But the important thing is to continue to be in relationship with God, ask him for help, go to his throne of grace in your time of need and he will help you. And the list goes on. But I wanted to read a few um, again. And by the way, when I, this is the thing too, you know, when I, if we don't, understand that we are righteous and we are loved and we are accepted and we are forgiven. And if you grew up in that mentality of chaos and, and abuse and, and stuff, there's this um, almost like punishment that comes, like you feel like you have to punish yourself. And that's what I did with the self-injury. And so, but punishment can come in different ways. It doesn't have to be self-injury. It could be doing things you know that kind of hurt yourself. Um, it could be a lot of things. I mean, it could be overeating. It could be negative relationships. 
the list goes on and you know only the father can help us with that but there are other forms of self-injury or punishment that we can fall into because deep it all goes down to deep down we are in uh, condemnation because I do believe condemnation is the root to almost all sicknesses mental illnesses etc and so that's why I constantly speak on the the fact that there's no condemnation that you are loved and you are cherished and you are treasured that God is not mad at you he's madly in love with you I mean and the list goes on and I need that reminder all the time so that's what I like to share with you as well so Romans 8 1 says the amplified therefore there is now no condemnation no guilty verdict no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. I mean, that is good news right there. There's no punishment thanks to Jesus. Uh, don't punish yourself. Don't feel like you have to do it. And part of self-punishment too can be, you know, when you fail or sin, um, that you you feel like you have to stay in shame and guilt for a certain period of time before you can receive forgiveness. Now, you know, when we do something wrong, you know, it's important to know that it's wrong. But I think that when, we, when we're born again and we have a new identity, we know it's wrong, <laughs> you know, because that's not who we are. And so there's nothing wrong with saying, I'm sorry. You know, I will say to the father because I have relationship, not because I'm trying to get forgiven because I'm already forgiven. I'm sorry, father, I blew it, you know, and in relationship with others, when we understand that we are forgiven and righteous and loved, we're able to take responsibility and say, I'm sorry, I messed up. You know, I was wrong. And that's the beauty of this relationship with the Father and relationship with others when we understand that we are loved and God's not mad at us and he's not out to punish us. But I encourage you to get rid of that shame and guilt and remind yourself who you are and ask the Father for help. If there's something you struggle with, say, Father, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of being robbed. And I'm tired of feeling that shame and guilt. And I know it's not a part of who I am. And only you can help me with this. And he will help you. I promise he will help you. He loves helping you. But don't give up. And just keep running to the throne of grace until you see that freedom that belongs to you. Because you're a precious child of God. Hebrews 8.12, the amp says... I will be merciful and gracious toward their wickedness, and I will remember their sins no more. See, the Father wants us to know that we are forgiven and righteous, but the enemy wants you to remember your sins and your fails, failures and your shortcomings. So he will constantly remind you of uh, these, these failures to get you into shame, guilt, and condemnation and to believe you're defective and believe there's something wrong with you and the list goes on. 
Psalm 103:12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. How far is the east from the west? Okay, well, there you go. It's eternity. They are gone. Thank you, Jesus, because of Jesus. That is good news. See, you know, a lot of people, and me too, this is how I used to believe that when I did something good, then I deserve something good, that God would bless me. But when I did something bad and I sinned and I, or I, you know, had some kind of failure, missed the mark, that I deserved bad in my life and that God was going to curse me or teach me a lesson or punish me. But the gospel says that even when we do bad, we're still right with God. It's not that your behavior is always right, but you remain in right standing with the Father. That's the thing. Some people feel like God is up and down, like, you know, there's a separation when you sin. He's going to turn away when you sin, you know. But that's not the case. That our, our relationship with him is secure. And that's what we need to remind ourselves of. He views you as good, not bad. You are his treasured child. And he knows that when you understand your forgiveness and righteousness, you will live wholly effortlessly. You will no longer want to sin and fail. But when you do, how many of you know, we all do. As we all do, you will run to his throne of grace for him to love you and help you in your time of need. He's the daddy of our dreams. You know, and so that's out of my book, Hold On to Love, the relentless rescuing and restoring love of our good father. It's available on Amazon. But these are the truths that have helped me in my journey um, of walkout of 15 years later. And I just want to read this. Knowing our identity also allows us to walk in righteousness and peace instead of shame and condemnation. Like I said, I lived in a constant state of condemnation for many years due to relapsing on alcohol, cutting myself and going to psych wards, among other things. But I can say with certainty that even if you're in the midst of any of these in your own life, there's no condemnation for you. The Father wants to fill the love void in your life so you can walk in healing and wholeness. God is not condemning you. And so anyway, this is just, you know, truths that have helped me. And I just want to say this. Um, you know, there's no condemnation for you, even when you fail to believe the truth. There's only love for you from our Heavenly Father, and He'll remind you that you are amazing and beautiful, the child He always dreamed of having. You are His dream come true. I want you to say that right now. I am His dream come true because He wanted a family and He wanted to share His love, and that's with you. And so when we live, this is the last thing I want to say, when we live with a righteousness consciousness instead of a sin consciousness, we live in peace. It causes joy to bubble up and it's a contagious joy to others. And I believe this is a huge key to escaping depression. I know this to be true because it happened in my own life. 
your identity and mine too is not a depressed, mentally ill person with addictions. It's simply a precious, loved and cherished child of God. And so if you are struggling with addictions, if you, um, you know, feel like you're still uh, struggling with mental illness, I want you to know that is not your true identity. That's not who you are. You are a loved and cherished child of God, and that's not how God views you. He views you as his precious, loved and treasured, healed child of God. And when we renew our minds to that truth, we start walking out and living like a loved and cherished child of God instead of a mentally ill, defective Christian with addictions. I'm telling you, it's the shift. It's the repentance, which is a change of mind. It's the goodness, Romans 2, 4 says, it's the goodness or kindness of God that leads to repentance, which is a change of mind. And that is good news. And so in ending this, I want to encourage you not to punish yourselves, not to sabotage things going on in your lives, because Jesus wants you to know that he took care of all of that on the cross and that you are loved, you are safe with him, you are treasured. And not only that, he's your biggest cheerleader. He loves you. He loves working out good in your lives. And he's got good things for you because he's a good father and you're his child. And, and he loves you. Today is my um, son's 21st birthday. Thank you, Jesus. My youngest son. I want good things for his life. You know, he's on his own journey like we all are. And I believe God has big time plans for his life. And I want good for his life. I want to see him succeeding. I want to see him you know, walking in everything that God has for him. And, and, and how much more our Heavenly Father, when you think about it, wants that for us. So I, you don't have to sabotage things. Receive them. He wants you to receive them. You don't have to punish yourselves because you are loved and cherished and you are forgiven and you are righteous and you are holy in the sight of God. And so, you know, this is just all good news that we need to remind ourselves of. So I'm just going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the people watching today. And, and Father, I thank you that you are helping people right now, giving them truth of, of maybe some lies that they have been believing. And it's the truth that sets us free. And there's some switches going on right now in minds right now where truth is setting people free that they're going, wait a minute here. Yes, I have been doing some sabotage. I have been in some self-hatred and self-punishment, but you know what? That's not the truth about me. That's not who I am. So I thank you, Father, that healing and wholeness is, ta is taking place right now. I speak healing to depression right now in Jesus' name. I speak um, to anyone who is self-injuring and self-harming right now. I speak healing over your life right now in Jesus' name. And that when that voice comes and tries to tell you that you need to punish yourself, that, that the Holy Spirit is going to remind you, you don't have to punish yourself. 
you are loved. That's not who you are. So I speak healing right now and I, I just cancel the assignment of the enemy over anyone's life right now in Jesus' name related to self-injury and self-harm. I break that off in Jesus' name. And, and Father, I thank you right now that hearts are being just awakened to the truth right now of how loved and cherished and treasured they are. Thank you, Jesus. And right now I was going to end, but I just hear a word. So I'm just going to speak it out. I don't know what this is exactly, but I just heard the word stomach that there's some people out there or one person, I don't know, that there's something that you've been diagnosed with, with your stomach. And right now I just speak healing and wholeness to that stomach in Jesus name. Right now you line up with the finished work of Christ in Jesus name. And I thank you, Father, that you are healing stomachs. If that's you, you just receive it. I don't even know exactly, but the great physician knows. And so I thank you, Father, that you are healing stomach issues right now in Jesus' name. And so, all right, guys, um, it's been great being with you today. Every time that I share the good news, and some of it is repetitive that I do, but I need to hear it, I'm encouraged. I feel the Father's love, and I pray that's the same for you. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.